Namaste. I welcome you all to this session six of Guru Bada series with Dr. M. B. Gururaja sir. I cordially uh, welcome Dr. M. B. Gururaja sir to this function. And I am the convener. I am Dr. Janardhan M. B. Hebbar. I am the founder of EasyAyurveda.com. I dedicate this and all of my words at the holy feet of my spiritual guru, Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. Uh, Dr. Gururaja sir is with us uh, here today. He is. Uh, he's a professor in an Ayurveda college and has been a practitioner for more than 21, 20, 21 years. And he has been a guiding light all through my career. And, you know, I mean, through this uh, Guru Bodha series, uh, he has been courteous enough to guide us all in the you know, right path of Ayurveda practice, introducing us to a lot of interesting medicines and a lot of uh, interesting Ayurveda concepts. So his clinic, uh, Ayurveda Center, is there in Shumoka, Karnataka. Uh, the clinic name is Dhavala Pentakir Ayurveda Center. Uh, let's start the question and answer. Like I have a few questions. So first question today is that regarding the uh, Mutrala or the diuretic action of Gokshara or Tribulus Terrestris. So it, it acts as a, a diuretic. It is uh, Shotahara meaning anti-inflammatory. That's why uh, it is there uh, in the Dashamula group of herbs. And it also acts as uh, lithotriptic, meaning it is very frequently used for the treatment of urinary calculi. Guruja sir, can you please explain us the mutrala action or the diuretic action of uh, the gokshura? This uh, gokshura is one of the samana pratyarabdha dravya. It has its, uh, if you observe the drug potential, it is guru snigda in guna, madura in rasa, Madura in Vipaka, Shita in Virya, Ashmari Bedana is its Prabhava. So if you go through these observations, uh, what the drug potential has been explained, Guru's Nigda Guna is very clearly from the Prutvi and Ap Mahabhuta. Madura Vipaka, Madura Rasa is also once again from Prutvi and Ap Mahabhuta. Shita Virya is also from Ap Mahabhuta. So any drug with this sort of uh, internal configuration is always supporting the urinary system to produce a mutrala action provided a precondition prevails inside the body. So anyhow, this will going to improve the urine output once it is taken and it is specifically action or pharmacological action based on its uh, Rasaguna Virayupaka to some extent, but its lithotriptic action or Ashmari Bedana action is due to its Prabhava. Uh, how this drug is going to break the urinary calculi, it is not known as such, but it is extensively used and we can we are also getting the results in a patient when it is given. So this Gokshura, uh, basically even though we don't, we anticipate that any drug which is uh, Tikshna, Ushna, that only can break the stones or Ashmaris. It is not so. This drug is also acts as Ashmarigna by its Prabhava. And of course it's a Mutrala, so helps to expel the content in a more quantity from the urinary tract, hence acting as Mutrala. And that Mutrala effect is also profound or even uh, go hand in hand with that Ashmarikna effect, then it will be allowed to expel the stones or the urinary uh, things. So that's the reason 
we use a lot of uh, gokshura in uh, particularly with uh, mutra krichra mutra daha and um, mutra alpata and even uh, urinary tract infection or urinary calculus these conditions so most of the herbs which act as mutral or diuretic which uh, uh, you know produces and expels uh, urine so they are often we see that it is shitavirya right sir no it is not so there are uh, drugs which are also ushnavirya can also do because ushnavirya drugs can also stimulate the vrutka or kidneys to produce more and more urine they also can help it even for example kshara kshara is hygroscopic but it is tikshna ushna because of its hygroscopic nature and tikshna ushna it also helps in uh, acting as a uh, diuretic it also produces more urine so that is the reason we don't find that only simply based on shitavirya or ushnavirya the drug will act no it's not like that it's a complex issue here this gokshura because of its configuration it supports the mutral um, activity of course in case of akshara because of its penetrative and akshara guna and even hygroscopic nature it helps in production of the urine or even expulsion of the urine uh, thank you sir sir and uh, uh, in a most of the lithotriptic action of most of the ayurvedic herbs the pharmacology of uh, behind it is a uh, Uh, is only understood by its action or or its prabhava right sir because i mean there is no uh, you know chemical way in which we uh, you know we can uh, you know we can uh, explain these herbs with, with their lithotriptic action that's what that's what i said, what I said. with rasapanchika as a drug not in a right uh, way to explain this because acharyas have very clearly mentioned these karmas the specific karmas of ashmari vedana and hrudya krimigna all these things are prabhava it is due to prabhava prabhava is achintya virya it is said we cannot explain on the basis of rasapanchaka how this drug working in this condition so it has to be accepted as aptavachana explained by acharyas it should be considered and of course when we are using those drugs in reality it is producing the similar type of effect what the acharyas have said so we need to accept that in totality uh, the tribulus terrestris uh, as tribulus supplement has been very frequently used by the you know the bodybuilders especially the western bodybuilders uh, 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 and in how to uh, explain that explain that sir no it is actually uh, i that uh, it's a wrong assumption no it's not wrong assumption very clearly explained while explaining the qualities and potentials of the gokshura it is a shitala swadu balakrit it is said so and it's also said bastishodana deepana vrishya pushtida the term is said the pushtida means it is brumana only so this drug has been explained as balakrit and bostida in the very beginning in the baba prakash itself he has mentioned it so definitely we don't uh, find any wrong in use it by the bodybuilders and it has got a brumana effect and many people use that but provided how far it is good to build the body or muscles in such a way that that is a big uh, debatable question that is another part of it but using gokshura for this condition is not a uh, bad idea uh, because it drug has been explained as balakrit and pustida which supports that action can it be used like before food or bodybuilders or yoga uh, people if they want to have like you know extra strength while they are performing can we can they take say uh, gokshura decoction or you know gokshura churna or capsular tablet ahead of their uh, yoga yoga sessions 
no no it is not used in that fashion it doesn't mean that it should not be used on empty stomach or it can be used on empty stomach because it's a madhur rasa dravya and madhur vipaka dravya it, it doesn't make any difference on empty stomach if you take it also but it is not a drug of such a nature that gives instantaneous energy to you to perform in the next session when you are doing yoga or pranayama or even wrestling and this it is not so it is not a such a drug which can give instantaneous give you some support it is in on a long term or a long basis you have to um, you have to use this drug and accordingly then the results will be seen so taking that drug in the morning or even that doesn't make any sense there is no hard and fast rule that it should be taken on empty stomach or it should be taken in the morning or before the any exercise sessions and all those things no such issues you are right that because it is diuretic you know some men get asked to go to washroom if they take it just right and uh, sticking to this bodybuilding uh, are there any herbs or any uh, medicines which give instant energy that, that you know i can lift like uh, you know heavy weights no the no no ayurvedic such drugs because it's very clear one could able to lift anything or do the things by based on the bulk and capacity of the muscles what he has and of course it can be developed only by vyayama a continuous vyayama will help in bringing the toning up of the vessel muscles so that the toning of muscles can be done by vyayama and um, without that simply just taking some medicine or some drug which will instantaneously give you boost your energy to do that that is not so it is not possible and whatever our drug ayurveda drugs have been explained for this type of purposes doesn't act in this sense of uh, instantaneous results so it will not be there it is a cumulative effect what could we what we could uh, see and uh, the, the other important part of it is that what best drug combinations can be used for this purposes yes definitely we can go for gokshura containing lehas or you can go for ashwagandha containing lehas or even you can go for ashwagandha containing gritha or even ashwagandha churna with milk and even you can go for uh, if you are uh, not having any issues with the non vegetarian uh, part of it then you can go for the chagalyadi gritha or ajamamsa rasayana so all these uh, things are there uh, which can be used for these purposes yeah uh, one part i i mean even ashwagandha has this diuretic diuretic action action but it is ushnavirya so uh, I, mean, i i was wrong in saying that you know most of the mutra drugs and uh, need to be shitavirya what you are trying to say that you know this gokshara ashwagandha shilajit etc for a period of time when it is taken say for 48 weeks 48 to 10 weeks they will improve the stamina and and thus they are, they can be used as a gym supplement as uh, rather than as a instant energy booster ahead of a session yes definitely you see vyayama ardha shakti that we one has to do the vyayama according to one's capacity to half of his his strength so after that whatever we regularly do it accordingly based on that exercise uh, what you call sessions we we try to develop the tonicity of the muscles or building up of muscles it doesn't mean that you know, simply just take medicine or some drug or supplement instantaneously will develop some muscle it is not so and it is not possible also so before going to any session if you take it anything doesn't make any sense it just simple energy you would have taken even simple sugars will support you in that sense 
you know how how do you uh, use gokshura in your uh, practice and you know what are the formulations and how you know what are the remedies that you use frequently uh, usually gokshura i prefer in urinary tract infections and urinary tract issues and uh, renal calculus mootrakrachatra dysuriam and even uh, burning sensation in urine and these type of things in these condition i use it and um, preferably i use it in the form of ashmari harakada gokshura adiguggulu as well as in uh, shatavari adigrutha i finished up with this gokshura uh, questions anybody has any questions we can take up otherwise we'll move on to the next topic okay. uh, one uh, one important uh, one reference is there um, if anybody wants to try that combination if it is available to them we can go for it gokshura phala bija churna matlab gokshura churna bija churna plus makshika and avikshira the milk of uh, goat or sheep if it is taken for 7 days it helps in ashmari vedana it is said so such combinations it can be tried if you get all these ingredients at your disposal so makshika is sarna makshika or the honey and then it is honey honey okay gokshara plus honey plus goat milk and mm-hmm. i mean goat milk is available worldwide so and even gokshara is also very famous so but it, it, it's not goat milk the textual reference is avikshira oh sorry sheep uh, somebody has asked uh, gokshura kshira paka is useful definitely we recommend gokshura kshira paka and even gokshura adi kashaya third trimester pregnancy in tri- third trimester pregnancy are any patient if they have got a complications of pregnancy like eclamptic conditions and the preeclampsia or something such type things or pedal edema and those type of things then we recommend gokshura di kshirapaka or gokshura kshirapaka that that mainly acts uh, as uh, you know kind of diuretic thus thus it uh, you know helps to reduce the edema and also you know in a indirect way try to uh, you know help managing the blood pressure as well The, the the entire drug itself we observe that it is sheetala somewhat convincing and even supporting to the body even to the growing fetus inside it doesn't make any harm so such a drug with wonderful activity of even diuretic action so that's why the started in that area does gokshara create heart heartburn or acidity no it won't because it's a madurasa dravya it is madura vipaka sheeta guru snigdha dravya so it won't cause any heartburn or anything like that but provided if a person is having severe acidity already or a person who is having literally yes his agni has gone down too much in that condition if you pour one glass of uh, this kashaya or something like that then the things will may worsen those conditions should be kept in mind where we are using it some ayurveda practitioners have seen using gokshara uh, for cholelithiasis gallbladder stones because you know because i mean they correlate it with the ashmari hara action so have uh, do you use it or do you approve of that based on the concept it is accepted but for the purpose of gallbladder stones my best choice would be kokilakshakshara kokilakshakshara has been explained in the texts that it is good for pitta jashmari so we correlate pitta jashmari to cholelithiasis and it is a better choice than gokshura to treat cholelithiasis or even the gallbladder sludge a- a- any pharmacy that uh, manufactures it sir 
no i get it from one uh, fellow in maharashtra and they produce it uh, their own uh, they, i think uh, swami ayurveda something like that it is there kokila shikshara yeah i can, i can see that we swami samarth swami samarth ayurveda something like that it is there uh, online i think it's available with vhca or herbals during pregnancy with uh, who who suffer with uh, urinary cavity or <clears throat> frequent urinary tract infection you know, gokshara is kind of very ideal herbs versus sekshara or uh, any other thing definitely when uh, pregnancy is there we don't go for the use of ksharas uh, but of course but it's a very rare phenomena that in a pregnant women we come across with a, what you call urinary calculus and all these things usually we don't come across such uh, cases it's very rare phenomena okay uh, moving on this is a little bit wide question uh, there are many ayurveda medicines for one particular disease i would like to know which to prefer when for example for vata rogas we have uh, mahavata vidvamsa rasa vata gajankusha rasa samira pannaga rasa rasaraja rasa uh, etc so i i remember you explaining uh, using rasaraja rasa in one massive case of uh, splenomegaly you know a patient was almost in the death bed and the you know, splenomegaly was uh, uh, you know was reduced drastically this was back in 2001 2002 when we were taking classes so a uh, list of medicines are sent in the chat so mahavita mahavata vidvamsa rasa vata gajankusha samira pannaga rasaraja rasa pali balsiro nura all are generally told as for vata uh, rogas Uh, same goes with like vatahara kashayas vatahara asvarishta ashwagandha rishta and what not uh, balarishta so how to decide which one to pick when sir so it's of course it's a very wide uh, question we need to understand the basic qualities of vata first so whenever there is a manifestation of vatajaroga we need to understand whether vata has been directly involved whether it is by vridhavastha or kshayavastha maybe leading to something or with avarana such concepts the vataroga has been taken place and we need to understand whether it is uh, what type of vata which is involved or because of uh, which lakshana qualities of vata the vata vridhavastha like for example whether because of the too much of rukshata has led to the vataroga whether too much of shitata has led to the vataroga whether due to uh, more quality of lagu guna leading to vataroga because we noted tatra ruksha lagu shita kara sukshmo chalo anilaha all these are the qualities of vata any qualities may increase to co we called as a vatavruddhi so we need to understand whether it is dravyata vruddhi gunataha vruddhi and karmata vruddhi of the vata accordingly then finalize it what type of lakshanas have come and to where to match it once that is established then accordingly the uh, select the drug the thing is many a times we find the patients of vataroga maybe i'll take it example of uh, pakshagata as soon as it has happened the people will approach to doctor so in such a condition then we need to go for breaking the samprapti to give instantaneous effect so then we need to select a stronger and a penetrative capacity drug in that condition so in that sense our best choice would be ekanga virrasa ekanga virrasa has got lot of 
ಉಷ್ಣ ತೀಕ್ಷ್ಣ ದ್ರವ್ಯಸಿನಿಟ್ ಪಾರದ ಗಂಧಕ ಕಾಂತಲೋಹಭಸ್ಮ ತಾಮ್ರಭಸ್ಮ ನಾಗಭಸ್ಮ ವಂಗಭಸ್ಮ ಅಲಾಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ದಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಗಾಟ್ ತ್ರಿಕಟು ತ್ರಿಫಲ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಇವನ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಂಡಿ ಚಿತ್ರಕ ಅರ್ಕ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಇವನ್ ಇಟ್ ಕಂಟೈನ್ಸ್ ವಿಷಮುಷ್ಟಿ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಡ್ರಗ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ವೆರಿ ಪೆನೆಟ್ರೇಟಿವ್ ವೆರಿ ಶಾರ್ಪ್ ಅಂಡ್ ವೆರಿ ತೀಕ್ಷ್ಣ ಇನ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಸೊ ಸಚ್ ಡ್ರಗ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ಮೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಏಕಾಂಗವೀರ್ ರಸ ಸೊ ಡೆಫಿನೆಟ್ಲಿ ಅವರ್ ಚಾಯ್ಸ್ ವುಡ್ ಬಿ ಏಕಾಂಗವೀರ್ ರಸ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ಕಂಡೀಷನ್ ಸಿಮಿಲರ್ ಟು ಏಕಾಂಗವೀರ್ ರಸ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅನದರ್ ಡ್ರಗ್ ಮಹಾವಾತ ವಿದ್ವಂಸನ್ ರಸ ಆಲ್ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿಮಿಲರ್ ಇನ್ಗ್ರೀಡಿಯಂಟ್ಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಆರ್ ಟೂ ಚೇಂಜಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಕಂಟೈನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿಷಮುಷ್ಟಿ ಇಟ್ ಕಂಟೈನ್ಸ್ ಶುದ್ಧ ವತ್ಸನಾಭ ಸೊ ಮೈ ಚಾಯ್ಸ್ ವುಡ್ ಬಿ ವೇರ್ ಎವರ್ ದೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ಪೇನ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಮೋರ್ ಡಾಮಿನೆಂಟ್ ಫೀಚರ್ ಇನ್ ಕೇಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವಾತ ರೋಗ ದೆನ್ ಐ ಸೆಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಮಹಾ ಆಸ್ ದಿ ಡ್ರಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಾಯ್ಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಎವರ್ ಕರ್ಮಹಾನಿ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ವಿಷಮುಷ್ಟಿ ಕಾಂಬಿನೇಷನ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಏಕಾಂಗ್ವಿರ್ ರಸ which is spinal stimulant supportive to the naranadi so then i select ekangavir rasa wherever there is a karmahani so this is the basic two things we need to understand then we have another set of uh, paralysis patients usually they have already gone through the acute phase and they have settled down and now with uh, deformities or something like that or a creature of more than 6 months or 1 year old then in such a condition we need to select such a drugs which are penetrative as well as which are brumana in nature because due to the disease many a times the person has lost his muscle tone body weight so wasting will be seen so in in order to overcome these things then we need to select such a drugs which has swarnabhasma in them so for our disposal for that swarnabhasma is one is bruhatvata chintamani the other one is rasarajeshwar rasa these two drugs combination has to be taken care and regarding wherever there is a pain the other option is vatagajankusha rasa so totally all these drugs are can be selected that depends on the type of vat uh, movement lakshanas evolved out of it and what the presenting complaints are whether there is a bleeding whether there is an infarct all these things should be kept in mind because sometimes it is avarana or sometimes direct increase of the vata many a times a paralysis patient comes to us is usually suffering from hypertension and he has not taken the medicine or not knowing that he is suffering from hypertension so suddenly one find he will develop that weakness in the limbs and uh, facial turning and all these things and even the loss of uh, strength and the part of the, all these things are happening and such a type of patients we can't straight away go for a tevra tikshna dravyas but we need to assess whether it is due to infarct or whether it is due to bleeding if it is due to bleeding we don't want to go for the tikshna aushadis atoms and cause further bleeding so we go we need to go for swarna yukta aushadis like bruhatvata chintamani because bruhatvata chintamani also contains pravada basma in it it is soothing so such combination has to be taken care whereas in case of uh, infarct definitely we need to go for ekangavir rasa to break up the things so all these things has to be with um, point of as well as the modern uh, evaluation techniques or imaging techniques we need to take the help of those things and ultimately combine together best suited combination can be used for the patient 
that was a mind blowing explanation of various uh, this one in a in a, in a shortest uh, period possible ingredient wise breaking down and then you know, studying that uh, studying in individual ingredients then again go to the basic principles rasaguna viropaka and that's how we can come up with, uh, with this sir uh, you you use pulsing neuron uh, very frequently sir in your practice sorry do you use pulsing neuron sir it it contains a yes yes definitely definitely it's one of the wonderful combination available in the market and it is uh, i use that in uh, all sort of uh, neuralgia neuropathy and even in uh, pakshagata that is paralysis and it's a very good one uh, available in the market it it is a combination once again it is a uh, proprietary medicine with uh, back of of uh, classical uh, combination contains all the ekangavirasa samirapanagarasa all these things in a small small quantities with the, that it, they are improved uh, some combinations they have added to that and that, of course it's giving wonderful results uh, people are using it and even i am using it a question has come like a for repeat the name that is palsy neuron yeah uh, i mean for polio or cerebral palsy brahatvata chintamani is it a good choice uh, someone is asking sir yeah definitely you see all where there is a neuropathy and neurological condition or anything which is with the nerves we can go with the brahatva chintamani but definitely where there is a palsy of this nature of very young age better you can go for this varna bhagasma containing materials like brahatva chintamani or rasarajeshwar rasa yeah uh, can can we use gokshura in diabetes with foamy urine uh, or punanama would be useful but, uh, you know, for, for diabetes with foamy frothy urine uh gokshara versus uh punanava and kindly throw some light in diabetic management of ayurveda no for the management of uh, frothy urine and um, uh, diabetic management i don't know why we have to select punanava or gokshara we have better drugs to select uh, we can go for with madunashini we can go for uh, nishamalaki we can go for uh, even kiratikta uh, we can go for the methi there are plenty of other things karavellaka asana we have got so many drugs are there so we can use that uh, i don't know why you want to go for that if it is a frothy urine you just try to understand it contains proteins so it is an indication that it contains proteins then the patient is in diabetic renal issues connected with that so we need to check out the micro albumin present in the urine then accordingly when the one reading will be there then we can select a proper drug for the protection of the kidney so we can use it shilajatu even gokshura also can be used for that purpose but it is not for the intention of going to what you call frothy urine to control it but it, we need to control it on the protein dispelling through the urine that has to be controlled and in urinary tract infection associated with burning urination and pain gokshura and dhanyaka hema works but slowly anything you can suggest for quicker action hmm, we we can have combinations gokshura the kada is there you can go for even sariva is there it can also be used even chandana is there you can go for it faster relief i i i mean i mean if the urinary tract infection is like a uh, of uh, in a more serious nature or if it's chronic then even the more serious are uh, medicines like chandraprabhavati would come into picture definitely definitely chandrapavati will also be there so see, first of all simply not selecting any medicine we need to understand the disease process and we need to come at what level is is disease is 
and what is his body nature all these things basic information if it is there then you can go for selection of the drug that will be better choice a better method of handling the condition then you will have a better results also simply just you know some drugs and if you just give us some medicine that may work may not work that is another issue uh, may not suit him so that is also another issue so better we, we need to go for absorb and observe that what exactly the reason behind the presenting complaint based on that then try to select a combination which is most suitable and you have a confidence on that combination of similar uh, conditions you are treated in the earlier cases so all these things come into play yes uh, yeah may are just you know compilation of symptoms and you know trying to uh, shoot that with single apps or uh, home remedies uh, you know it's, it's not how you know an, an ayurveda doctor would analyze the symptoms and uh, no and and there is a this is can you please explain more about the uses and benefits of mahavata vidvamsa rasa mahavata vidvamsana is useful in all sort of vataja condition where pain is the main reason because it's a ushna dravya it contains lot of ushnata you need to be very careful when you give a particular dosage then sometimes the patient may complain of irritability in the bladder as well as irritability in the stomach so adjust the doses accordingly but main intention is that wherever there is a neuralgia condition and a neuropathy condition is there there you can use mahavata vidvamsana rasa probably it is useful in this uh, ankylosing spondylosis also sir uh, ankylosing spondylosis and even cervical spondylosis conditions you can use it but provided patient should be able to withstand this because it is tikshna and it is penetrative in nature some patients may come up with some side to side effects or untoward effects could be seen so we should be careful while prescribing this dosage chitraka is there ardraka trikatu vatsana ba tankana tamra basma even arka is there in that this is a question that has come like uh, when a when a client comes to you this is like basics of 101 101 of the initial case taking or observation procedure so how do you start conversing with your uh, patient or uh, what are the questions that you ask what are the things that you observe how do you note or just you just hear to the symptoms and then write the you know your case Uh, or you know how do you approach that initial few moments so usually when i get a patient i'll go through some basic idea i can get it from the very first instance of when i observe him of course when the patient will have a presenting complaint the more which is annoying to him that he will be explaining it like pain or whatever it is skin conditions or whatever it is so that's the one criteria that uh, for, for what reason he has approached me that he wants to solace in my treatment that a particular thing is uh, causing problem for example maybe skin condition with severe itching so he will be going on the terrible itching and it is causing as uh, a trouble to his day to day activity and these other things so when a patient approaches me that i'll go through his name by the time i'll also get his uh, somewhat an idea about his religion and um, based on that somehow his um, food habits i will uh, infer so based on that then uh, i ask a few direct questions regarding his uh, work or occupation then i'll go for um, food habits then the presenting complaints whatever it is there i'll go by listing it and then accordingly then analyze it 
observe the patient so based on the um, primary criteria of darshana sprashana and snehi parikshetya roginam this concept is involved that is darshana observation sprashana palpation and percussion and all those things if it is required then asking questions numerous questions regarding things maybe sometimes leading questions or maybe sometimes to get the answer from him to know the exact nature of his way of living so many things uh, comes into play and of course it's by your own habit and uh, your uh, experience you will come to know that by seeing the patient many a times you can jump up the ladder uh, not even going for a routine questioning by observation you can come there come so based on that once it is finalized then you can analyze whether it is bahudoshija vyadi or alpadoshija vyadi based on the duration of the lakshanas and all those things how long he is taking this treatment with some other doctor or how long he is suffering from this condition uh, so based on all those factors then i decide whether the patient can be taken for shamana or shodhana so once pa- patient is uh, suitable for shodhana whether it is a vamana yogya purusha or virechana yogya purusha or whatever it is so once that is finalized then we'll go for a planning and then comes the role of patient then whether he is able to afford the treatment and all those things will come into play if he is able to afford the treatment then we go for that and he has a time and everything for the purpose of shodhana karma if it is not there then obviously we do, we go for a sharp acting and penetrative drugs to with containing uh, sukshma qualities in them and such type of combinations are taken and we will venture into shamana things of course shodhana has to be done and then we have to go to shamana we will convince try to convince the many times patient gets convinced and they'll go for the shodhana but certain occasions patient may not be willing due to some other reasons even financial constraints so in that condition then we'll go for the shamana chikitsa then opt for the ideal shamana drugs for that condition there is the usual protocol Mm, protocol what i follow yeah one particular thing that uh, i have observed especially in your practice is that uh, very systematic keshit uh, uh, patients uh, vitals and basic information then presenting complaint uh, i mean this is uh, we study that in uh, as part of our uh, uh, you know of our curriculum in, in the bms and all but we often forget but uh, Uh, i have seen that you know back in the day you were having like piles of uh, you know cash sheets arranged neatly month after month uh, so that you can access anything any 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 time e- even today i mean for for uh, you know a comprehensive ayurveda practice as much as knowledge of uh, medicines knowledge of uh, you know in- investigation techniques all those things are required a systematic cash sheet comes very handy uh, as i see see new sir so that's what even even today i am maintaining it i have got, got cash sheets of all my patients from all the 23 years last 23 years uh, and all the patients have come to me all cash sheets are there with me even today so i have kept it as a documentation part of it but not have digitalized it yet and that is a huge task i have not done it but it is in the form of uh, hard copies so it is there uh, we need to have that because many a times uh, for the presentation of our uh, subject our achievements or our outcomes of ayurveda many a times the people ask for evidence so for that evidence purposes we need to keep all these documents with us yeah case sheets are too many details about how to narrow i mean let me tell you that you know I mean, guruji sir's case sheet even for a, on a opd basis also he takes like 
detailed cases, uh, case sheets. I mean, more the details, better the, so that, you know, we can remember. Your, your comments on this. Uh, it is not a hard and fast that you should have a lengthy case sheet. You can cut, curtail it to a shorter one. Important thing is that we have a Dashavida Pariksha Bhava. So based on those 10 factors, if you collect the information from the patient, that is sufficient. So that can be done. And it doesn't mean that in every patient will have a um, uh, no, history. For example, a patient has come as a male. So we no need to ask um, um, what do you call the menstrual history. It's very well evident. No need to go for it. Then a uh, patient is a very young one. He doesn't have any family background, any history or anything like that. Then why, need to, why you want to go for any family history? You can skip all those things. It doesn't mean that it should be always uh, not to go for the prescription. But in a Western countries, when a patient comes to you with all sort of approaching to the other doctors and when their, their doors are closed to them or they didn't find any relief, then they are approaching to you. And because of the legal constraints, it is better you go with a very detailed brochure and um, questionnaire. You provide in hand in handy to the patients in uh, advance. Let them fill it up in the lobby. Then uh, once they come into consultation, then you can go for uh, analyzing it. Uh, that's a good, a good, a good idea to do that. So that will be more beneficial even for any legal purposes as well as your presentation of data anywhere in the peer-reviewed journal or even in the seminars. And, and also regarding the lab reports, whichever are like uh, in the out of range, uh, maybe TSH or HbA1c, so better to write those at least the out of range things in the case sheet itself so that we can refer back. Definitely, definitely. I, I usually write down everything, whatever the patient comes to with uh, all the documentation and sometimes even a Xerox copy or photocopy of that is been I mean, tagged to their case sheet itself. So then uh, for a repeated, repeated, when it comes for the things, once again, we'll go for the repeat scans or repeat check of these um, blood reports. Then we try to compare with the earlier one. That is a good area. And patient is also gets convinced and we also can convince our counterparts. They always claim that they are, they are the only science and masters in the field and we are all just secondary and all these things. For them also, it can be shown that, see, this is the thing what we can do or achieve through Ayurveda. I can see that in a, in a, big, in a big city like Shumoga, you hold uh, you know, high respects from both the fraternities, from our, our own uh, people and also the counterparts. I mean, of other medical sciences, you know, the only way to, you know, hold our head high and, you know, lead, the, take the charge is through showing results. Definitely. We need to have always um, comparative studies and it is, uh, if it is presented in a scientific manner, definitely that uh, document itself speak for us. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you come across uh, clients where, say, they want to, I mean, they have multiple complaints but they want you to focus on only one thing. For example, I have diabetes, hypertension, and high cholesterol, but I, I mean, I'm taking already many different allopathic or you know, homeopathy, other medicines, but I, I, I mean, I come only for infertility. So please concentrate on infertility. Do, do you get such cases or how to handle? How yes, then definitely we, uh, I do get such cases and uh, that's a quite interesting thing. I'll try to explain them. This is the thing, what you're suffering from. And you want me to attend only this case. Only I can, I can attend it. But provided if you are convinced about the outcome and how long you are going to take my medicines, that is a plus um, point number one. Second thing, I will not going to touch any medicines or I don't prescribe anything for your other diseases which you are already taking medicines. 
so i'll keep aside and whichever the things they are taking i'll note down it and you will give a typically time gap between the medicines of western drug as well as our drug then i try to select our drugs for the particular condition for which he has approached me there is no harm and uh, wrong in doing in that way also if a patient needs any type of thing which he is not getting inform thing now to call uh, he is not getting a in other doctors if they are approaching to ayurveda for that particular means it's okay no problem no issues with that we can handle even that condition it doesn't mean that i only or we only have to handle all the conditions in the present in a one patient it uh, doesn't make any sense the patient wants that uh, that is better it is because um, we are in a 21st century and it is a consumer uh, driven uh, field we cannot uh, simply certain times we may have to stick on to our uh, area our domains we should not leave it just what i said in the last uh, class that uh, if a some person asks for a particular type of medicine to be prescribed then why he has approached me you can prescribe by yourself if you want me to do things then let me allow to do it it is my area you should not trespass it so that's the thing you need to understand if a patient comes to us with certain type of things that i am suffering from these these conditions but i want only your medicine for this condition can you have do it when such question is the first then i'll select that okay no issues we can do that once he develops a confidence in our treatment slowly he is good able to observe the result then he only slowly shifts to our medicine then he'll ask doctor i am satisfied with the way you are handling me and my results are seen so can you offer even the medicine for my diabetes and hypertension then he will come to us later so that is our uh, way of handling and if you could able to give result in a right sense definitely patients will take the one for the other diseases what they are suffering from i mean if if a client is taking like a 7 or 78 uh, you know allopathic medicines for cholesterol and different things so when you pick ayurveda medicines do you kind of restrict the number of ayurveda medicines that you are giving so that you know the patient doesn't forget and it, it it's all mixed up no i don't go for all those things i concentrate on my area which for, for which he has come to me and whichever the drugs which are best suited to that condition i'll prescribe maybe two drugs or three drugs or five drugs doesn't make any sense i'll go with the whatever the drugs which is suitable for that condition i'll prescribe before i go into the chat questions i mean when the client is taking like both ayurveda and allopathy medicines together i have a theory i just want to uh, cross check with you that you know better to take better for them to take allopathy uh, medicines first and then leave a gap of like 30 minutes and then ayurvedic medicines i follow the same principle because almost all these allopathic drugs are synthetic one and within 30 minutes usually they will be disintegrated and get absorbed and once they go in there will be some receptor based medicines and receptors they will carry all these things will happen so such things happen then the drug drug interaction won't takes place so that's the reason we keep at least 30 to 40 minutes gap and preferably an allopathic drug should be taken first uh, if it is there in that prescribed by some doctor in that condition then later ayurveda drug because ayurveda drugs are most of them are herbal and these herbal drugs may take some more extra time to get digested so if we take herbal drugs in the beginning then we may have to give a time of 1 1 hour or so or 1 and 1/2 hour or so so that becomes in a lengthy time so in order to overcome that or cut short that 
I, I prefer usually if any person already taking a some allopathic medicines and it is in the uh, before food or even after food, then at the particular time, if our medicine has to be given, then I suggest them to keep it a half an hour gap between these two medications. And uh, uh, from the chat, have you felt the need to use uh, allopathic drugs uh, for acute relief anytime? No, definitely many times it happens because we are having some lacuna in uh, having a, you, know, you know emergency management type of conditions. We do find certain times uh, some difficulty, of course, but I don't uh, go for prescribing it. I just say ask them to go to a, a person who can prescribe it to take the things. I don't prescribe usually allopathic medicines. And uh, I mean, uh, you might not be knowing because I mean, uh, this is uh, Dr. Rohini Guraj, uh, Gurajasar's wife. She was also uh, our lecturer back in BMS, and she explained the protocol that they followed. This is back in 2001-2 when uh, Dr. Guraja sir opened a simple OPD clinic in the center of the city, and you know, in a in a few months' time, there were like three to five to seven, uh, you know, a lot many patients, even with the evening practice also. She told that I peculiarly remember that. You know, there there will be some you know some patients who would come with a, a vial and an injection that you know some other allopathic uh, doctor has prescribed, and you know they want simple a doctor to you know inject that. You know, if if such a client comes, so she will you know uh, you know she will honestly refer the, them to you know a, a allopathy center rather than she doing it doing it or. You know, Guraja sir doing it. So I mean, Guraja sir has been religious, and you know, I mean, very scientific. Religious is not a good word. Like very scientific in approach that what they do and what they are not doing. So I mean, so such so a kind of boundary helps us to concentrate and focus on the diseases that we are uh, really capable. Definitely. So we need to draw our boundary lines where we are supposed to play and where we are not supposed to play. Allopathic drugs, we don't want to because even though we know it, how it works, it can be given. We also been given training, but that is a secondary. I don't want to use it in that sense. Legally, there is a certain issues also, so we should not do it. So when that everything gets cleared, then it is up to the, our uh, rational thinking whether to use it or not. That is a secondary issue. But right now, since my 21, 23 years of practice, uh, I have not ventured into prescribing or using those medicines. If any uh, situation arises, I will straight away send the patient to the Western, um, Western medicine practitioners or allopathic practitioners for the particular type of uh, requirement and uh, services and treatments. Another question has come, like when the client is taking like allopathic medicines, there can be side effects. For example, like this amlodipine has bleeding gums problem, hypertensive medicine with bleeding gums. Uh, or you know uh, paracetamol with liver or you know painkillers with liver injuries so how does one know if their health if their health complaints are in fact the side effects of these uh, medicines uh, or genine uh, the patient has uh, definitely some property getting the symptoms so how do we differentiate no, um, it's very difficult because um, we need to go for a very fine observation we need to go for if the suspicion is there in the beginning then try to uh, remove those drugs from the prescription for a time being observe the facts if the things are solved then definitely it is due to that drug if it is not even with a drug withdrawal also we are getting the same results means then it's not due to drug then we introduce the drug back to the towards original position and try to analyze for what really particular lakshana is appearing 
the bleeding is uh, taking place so accordingly treat the condition was there any instance where like patient was like taking two two or three allopathic medicines and you uh, you asked the client to stop all and you know started afresh with purely ayurveda you know usually i don't do all those things because when a patient comes to us with a lot of issues we don't want to just remove their supporting stance they are standing on some support if you remove every using it it is not a right kind of doing in a treatment because whenever rutucharya has been explained while shifting from one rutu to other to sandicharya has to be there slowly leave the things behind and then adopt the new things that technique has to be adopted even here we don't want to just simply jump from one to other if we jump from one to other there may be problem so we don't usually prescribe or we don't suggest that leave everything in the behind and come back to us and we will eat it no it is not the way slowly we convert that into our field without causing any harm that's the method of what we adopted that, that sounds kind of in line with this uh, viruddha ahara you know one is following viruddha ahara and he has to be brought into the uh, you know patya ahara so he masavagoda says like padam padam chatam chajet so it is it should be like quarter by quarter yes definitely it has to be left slowly part by part part by part it has to be left and the new things has to be imbibed one of the problems with the you know especially with the blood sugar or hypertension the client is taking already taking allopathic medicines this is a, one of the mistakes that the new ayurveda doctors without much experience that they do is they see this 120 by 80 and this though the person is on anti modern anti hypertensive drug they think that you know i mean because it's already 120 by 80 they can like withdraw the modern anti hypertensive which can be really dangerous because you know the 120 by 80 is achieved by probably by the because of the medicines that see 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 first of all we need to understand for what condition we are prescribing the medicine first of all the uchcha rakta chapar hypertension is not a disease where we brand it as a cured it is a yapya vyadi it has to be continuously the medicine has to be taken so in that sense when by giving sense uh, ideal or a normal range is achieved when you uh, remove the support then it once again it goes out of the way it should not be done if any person is consuming a medicine for particularly a sugar or a hypertension then it is reach it to a ideal level or a normal range means with the support of the drug and of course with the support of the diet and so many other factors so don't disturb it just once it is reached withdraw the drug no don't do that try to maintain the drug then in the next next sittings if continuously the same thing is achieved then try to reduce the dosage of the drug when you reduce the dosage of drug next time also if the the blood parameters or even the hypertension parameters remain within the normal limits then it is ideal otherwise increase to the level optimal which is required for that condition so that depends on case to case it's not a uniform pattern for everybody yeah i mean one small topic there that you know somebody is uh, is on a modern anti diabetic medicine and he is willing to a switch to ayurveda how do you do it meaning uh, gradually or you know uh, once in how many weeks you ask the client to come back and with a lab report for progression what's the strategy there usually 15 days gap i'll do it every 15 days i will go for the blood check as well as even this then accordingly we can finalize it 
so we will go with a uniform pattern of whatever it is there in the lft or even the lipid profile or something like that or even the blood parameters and sugars accordingly we will go step by step every 15 days we will take a report and compare to the earlier one and accordingly whatever the outcome has come with the medication based on that we will take a call weaning of that uh, in a modern diabetic uh, medicine on an average how many how many weeks or months that you take that you know you do the complete shift it is not so that in every case we cannot go that if it is a newly diagnosed case with a recent onset then definitely we can go with uh, this type of weaning and all those things and we can even able to achieve it totally shifting the patient to ayurveda medicines only but patient is already a 6 years 7 years 10 years or already known diabetic and he is taking lot of medications then still is and blood sugars are not within control range then we are introduce our drug along with the modern drug then it has achieved to certain level means we cannot simply wean the uh, modern drugs here slowly we need to achieve the balance between these two and when many of my clients they use both type of things particularly in case of diabetes and hypertension i have seen many of the patients they i can broadly classify them into three categories where a uh, young uh, new cases very easily it can be brought to the purely ayurveda category drugs with ayurveda management then we have got a middle section where both the type of drugs are required modern ayurveda and modern drugs as well as ayurveda drugs are required to control the condition to bring it to the normalcy then we have another one even with all these medication they won't come into control range or normal range that is the beyond the and go on changing the dosages and even the drugs it gives a lot of trouble in handling them so such type of patients are also there but there are fewer people with uh, clear clear cut them to ayurveda this is a somewhat less about 30 to 40% and remaining 30 to 40% is um, um, in the middle age one because we need both both the type of medications for them and only remaining 10 to 20% it is beyond our control such type of combinations what i get usually in my practice last question for the day uh, it has come in the chat acharji what would be the best medicine rasayana grutha for vata dominant person having sagging skin so vata dominant person with sagging skin wrinkles fine lines on the face and formation of skin skin folds at the wrist joint which remains persistent with significant weight loss so this sagging skin and the skin folds uh, is usually observed even with a heavy obese person uh, losing a lot of weight they'll be having this issues what are the choice of medicines so no, we need to go for, see simply just because certain lakshanas we don't do to a prescription try to understand for what reason it is that what is the reason reason for this and what is his um, other lakshanas what is his previous history what is the history of present illness how it is started when it is started since how long it is these conditions are there if a person is vataja nature which has developed all these things without any of major manifestations inside the body and he has not taken any medicines for that then the better choice for this to prevention of this sagging and dryness and even wrinkles and all those things is estimadu estimadu will be the best drug for this condition so you can go for estimadu in the form of uh, what do you call dugdapana estimadu uh, kshirapaka we can create and give it regularly 
Yeah, I mean, if it is just purely weight loss treatment or, you know, diet with, with that weight loss is happening and due to that, sagging of abdominal skin, uh, all those things are there. Probably, you um, oil massage with, you know, Vatahara oils like Balashwagandhya would like stiffen up the skin a little bit. See, if uh, sagging of skin has been taken place due to previous obesity or even with the pregnancy, after the delivery and now you are suddenly dropped your weight in both these occasions the skin has stretched and become loosened that cannot be brought back to the original condition it is not possible that's point number one we can give certain relief by doing some udvartana karmas and by using kola kulattadi churna or some using even some estimal taila these are the things if we use it to some extent we can give relief but it cannot be brought back to the uh, our previous levels how it was before the pregnancy or how it was became best uh, such levels the skin cannot be brought back because it has uh, stretched it beyond a certain limit and suddenly it has dropped so that uh, sagging will be there that cannot be brought back to the normalcy thank you very much for active participation with interesting questions uh, we will be uh, you know continuing this is not just the last one we will be continuing for uh, many days uh, thank you very much for all and you know thank you very much uh, to guraja sir uh, for guiding us uh. thank you thank you jinardan thank you and all the panelists